As a teacher in the international system, you often get an idea of how small the world actually is. Maybe you find out that your best friend is actually the cousin of your new teaching partner, or that the elementary French teacher used to live down the street from you when you were kids. In my case, you find out that the new math teacher is your niece. In this episode, I'm talking to my niece about teaching math, finding new family members in the least likely places, and the experience of living and traveling in Vietnam. Welcome to That High School Life. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is Joe, and I'm a teacher here at the Canadian International School of Vietnam. And joining me today is my niece, apparently, <laughs> who I will let introduce herself. I'm Jean, and I'm Joe's niece, I guess. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of. And I'm a math teacher at CIS. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so we found out this year that we're actually related. And, yeah, um, it's kind of weird. What is up with that? I don't know. It's quite random. Mm -hmm. I still can't like wrap my mind around the fact that we are related. But yeah, we were eating at a restaurant with a group of our friends, joking around that how most Filipinos are related. And then... Somehow we find out that we're from the same place. And that we actually are related. That we, yeah. So it's, it's as simple weird. as that, I guess. It, it, <laughs> but it is still a weird backstory, especially because, like, I met you here in Vietnam. Yeah, and we never, like, crossed paths yeah, in Canada. Which is the weirdest. Or maybe we did. We just didn't, didn't know. Maybe, like, all those Filipino parties yep. where there's, like, 200, <laughs> 500 people attending. Yep. All your relatives are there. Yeah, but that one relative that we have, she's, like, never... Well, because she's in the Philippines. I know. So that's why I think it's just so weird. The one person that we're like, oh, like, do you know this person? No, I actually don't know her. My parents know her. but Yeah. And same That's same how here. we figured out we were connected. I sort of know her. And yeah, my dad knows do you her. Mean? And... Isn't she your cousin? <laughs> do you know? Yes. Her? Yes, she is. Isn't she? Yes. No, no. Uh, she actually is. Yeah. Your first cousin? Some, Some number, number of cousin. Definitely not a definitely not a negative number. <laughs> having, not a said zero <laughs> <number>. <laughs> having said that, having said that, into the power of zero. <laughs> Jean, you're a math teacher. I am. What um what grades are you currently teaching? Um, grades nine through twelve. So nine ten right now for the OSSD, and then mm -hmm. eleven twelve IB. So now, as as a math teacher, what um what do you find students are most challenged with, and like. You know, feel free to pick a grade, but um, yeah, is there anything in particular that, you know, any trends you've noticed? Um, overall, like just math in it itself, everyone hates mm -hmm. math. I mean, like, I don't know, math is a language. So like, if you don't understand what it's, what you're being asked, mm -hmm. can you answer like when Vietnamese people speak to me, I don't know what they're saying. Kind right. of that frustration where one, it's like a whole new language and trying to interpret everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it's not only like a particular grade, I think it's just across from kids to adult that math is kind of very abstract. Right. And not being able to relate it to the real world because it's been taught in a way where you're copying down a question and then you're answering it like you're not actually putting it to use, mm -hmm. which we do on a daily basis, but we're not aware of it, which I think is unfortunate. <laughs> You mentioned math as a language, so that's it's definitely something that you have to practice at, obviously. Yeah. Just like any academic subject. Mm -hmm. But 
you did mention being spoken to in Vietnamese. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that, that's a good segue to my next question. We're both Filipino. And yeah. one of the things about being Filipino in Vietnam is that they're both Southeast Asian countries. And what happens to me often is that I get mistaken for being Vietnamese. See, when I first met you, <laughs> I didn't know you were Filipino. Like, I wouldn't have been able to tell. It's either Thai, Cambodian, Lao, Vietnamese. Some type of Asian. Yeah. But just not Filipino. But that I'm also not <laughs> good at figuring out who's Filipino or not. Since there's so many different cultures yeah, anyways, yeah, of course. right? So. Having said all that, though, <laughs> what's that been like for you? Like, as a Filipino person in Vietnam. I think it's weird at times because I see people who look like me, yet we don't, or like, for the most part, we don't share a common language. So, like, that mm -hmm. actual, like, having that obstacle of, trying to communicate with someone who looks like you it just yeah. it kind of it doesn't make sense in my mind mm -hmm. so and when we had gone to the philippines oh someone looks like me and can speak the language yeah. that i speak then coming back here it's it's just a weird i don't even know how to explain it it's just weird it, <laughs> so for me it, it, it's it's almost been like since you you look similar to them and the the, per, the Vietnamese person who's speaking to you mm -hmm. thinks that you look similar to them. There's sort of the expectation that you know Vietnamese yeah. or that you understand the culture. Yeah. Um, and when you don't, it adds another layer of complexity or even confusion right. for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. So I often run into the situation where they're speaking Vietnamese, thinking, okay, I, if I speak more, she'll finally understand <laughs> and have this like confused look like, oh, she looks Vietnamese, but she's not understanding. Mm -hmm. Let's speak more. She's still not understanding. <laughs> Even when you're like, no, Philippines, Philippines, they're like, no. So I think it's been a challenge in that aspect. Whereas if I were yeah. of a different ethnicity. You might not have that expectation yeah. set up. Okay, it wouldn't be as confusing or they may have a better understanding and mm -hmm. not kind of really push that. This is your first year at CIS. Yeah. Last year, you were in Latin America. In Honduras. In Honduras. What was that like? Well, if you watch the news and hear everything that's going on there, then it's from, I guess, an outsider's view. It's not the mm -hmm. safest. But while I was there, I felt fine. Okay. Um, it's Latin America, so it's just the culture itself. It's a lot different from the Vietnamese culture. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of speak the language, so that makes life a little bit easier. Right. <laughs> Were there any challenges, that, like any personal challenges that you had making the transition from Latin American culture to Vietnamese culture? Or just in terms of moving from one country to another? I think one of the biggest challenges, and I've spoken to... Alex, my roommate, about it, and mm -hmm. another friend who's actually in Cambodia who worked in Honduras with us. In Latin America, it's a more passionate culture. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hi, how are you? Like, they will try and talk to the teacher, befriend the teacher. Whereas here, it's not as if the students don't want to try and befriend you, but there's very much a separation between teacher and student. Mm -hmm. Student respects teacher regardless. Teacher is the master of everything. So I think building those relationships were a lot faster in Latin America because of how we interacted versus here, but it doesn't mean that I wasn't able to build those 
relationships with my mm-hmm. students. In terms of moving, I don't know, whenever you move to a new place, it's always hard. Yeah, and that's just apartments, much less <laughs> right? moving continents. Even like just moving from a city, like when I moved from Hamilton to Kingston, that was hard because I'd spent my whole entire life in my undergrad with my family. Mm-hmm. Moving to a different city three hours away, I was like, oh my goodness, going to die. <laughs> like I don't know how to cook, do my laundry. My parents are so far away. And then after that, I moved to Honduras, and that's a new country. <laughs> it's that's not even, Kingston. It's, it's not <laughs> Kingston anymore. So I think regardless, just moving to a new place and mm-hmm. getting used to the culture and, like, just everything's new. It's like you're starting from zero and, like, yeah. working your way up again. Even if you've had so much experience, it's still like, oh, right. what's happening? What's going on? Do you find that as a more experienced teacher now mm-hmm. that that transition is less challenging? Yeah, I would say so. You know what to expect when you move to a different place, like whether it's a school or whatever. It's not as hard, but because I have that experience, it's not, I'm going to cry myself to sleep. I (laughs) probably did cry quite a few times when I moved to Honduras because I really didn't know. You're so far away from home, so far away from like what is normal. Yeah. But now that confusion and that all these different things have become my normal now so right. coming here to vietnam even though it's a lot different it's somehow normal i only cry myself to sleep sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll probably start crying when i get back to canada and be like this is supposed to be normal but it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's unfamiliar <laughs> like what do i do like the whole like reverse culture stuff yeah for sure i'm actually uh, very worried about that um, to be honest that was something that happened to me <laughs> and Yeah, I was only home for the summer for about six weeks, but still you can definitely feel it because things don't work the way that you've become accustomed to. Right. But I guess the more you do it, the less shocking it becomes when when you go back or when you visit. Okay, so you've been at CIS and in Vietnam now for, we're going on to 10 months as of... That's crazy how yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been 10 months. <laughs> crazy school year's almost done. Yeah. Um, let's see, boy. it's May 10th. We'll be done in less than a month because our school year finishes up on June 7th. Yeah. What, with that in mind, do you have any specifically favorite parts of Vietnam that you'd like to talk about? Or, you know, even Southeast Asia, was there anything, uh, what was the most memorable thing that you've encountered so far? In terms of traveling or... Sure. Well, I haven't really traveled Vietnam a lot. That is my goal for next year. But I did love Hoi An. Like, I really oh, wanted to so take nice. my mom to Hoi An. And she's like, no, like, we'll do that when your dad comes. We'll see if he ever visits <laughs> while I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part. But I would love to go up north, like everyone mm-hmm. talks about Ninh Binh and Hanoi and Ha Long Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've traveled more outside. No, actually, I've been to the Philippines more than <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's accessible, right? It's like, so why wouldn't accessible, you go? and like, when will I have a t- the time to like see my grandparents? Who, for the first twenty years of my life, mm-hmm. I only saw them like what three times. Yeah. Than that, whereas this year I've seen them twice. Well, grand total of five now. Mm-hmm. So. Grand total of five, maybe. <laughs> lifestyle wise. Lifestyle wise, and like here in the city, or just in Southeast Asia. Uh, in general. In general, a lot of the things that we do here, I wouldn't be able to do in Canada, mm-hmm. like uh, Vietnam MMM. Yes. <laughs> My mom's actually so, like, she was like, what? 
you have that you could have your groceries delivered you have an app to like get a maid to come clean your house yeah I'm like yeah we don't have that in canada okay so for teachers listening or for <laughs> anybody who's moving to um to vietnam for the start of the 2019-2020 school year vietnam mmm v-i-e-t-n-a-m-m-m dot com is a food delivery database where you can find a restaurant and order whatever you want what what's the other app you're talking about that delivers your groceries um there's now vn mm-hmm. now.vn there's market oi mm-hmm. um for groceries or do you use any other deliveries the made one there's bitaski for maids mm-hmm I don't know what other apps I've used. There's Grab. <laughs> and Grab, yeah. <laughs> For any incoming teachers, all of those things we've just mentioned, those are definitely things to keep an eye on because they will be supremely useful to you if you're just settling into Vietnam. Like going through my phone to check like what apps we have. Oh, there's like the taxi apps. Grab, what else? Um, um, Mylan. Oh, What's Mylan. Um, um, Venus on Taxi. Venus on has, has one. Um, oh, the fact that you can top up your phone on your yeah phone. Right. And like that is so cheap. Yeah. It's crazy. So those are, <laughs> you know, another great thing about Southeast Asia, the very, very cheap phone packages. Um, for teachers that get homesick, mm-hmm. the inevitable homesickness. Do I you ever I'm get not. homesick? All the time. Yeah. I have a cat. Oh, yeah, that's true. That are, oh, and also a wife. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> it's funny how you uh, talked about your cat first before your wife. <laughs> I love them both equally. (laughs) (laughs) You know, often one of the best things to cure homesickness is food that you're familiar with. I think it cures everything, not just homesickness. (laughs) It cures you if you're hungry. It cures you if you're sick. It cures you if you're mad. If you're mad, sad. Happy. Happy. (laughs) No, it adds on to the happiness. (laughs) It brings in more happiness, but yeah. With with that all in mind, Mm -hmm. right? So food can be used to enhance your happiness or like cure the sadness. Um, (laughs) Do you have any favorite restaurants in Vietnam? And they can be like Vietnamese or Western. But if you have a favorite Western restaurant, pizza for peas. Oh, pizza for peas. For those of you who are coming to Vietnam, whether you're visiting or coming as a teacher and you have a craving for Western food while you're here, pizza for peas is where it's at. Yeah, the pizza is delicious. Did I tell you my mom and I went to pizza for peas? What? Uh, No. Okay, so she wanted. No, did I not tell you? I took her to Pizza for Peas, and she was so like, I want a mushroom pizza and a margarita pizza. I'm like, no, mother. <laughs> you don't get that Pizza for Peas. You get, like, something else. So I normally get the burrata parma ham, which you actually introduced me to. Get the big burrata, never the small one. <laughs> but if you get a full pizza, it just goes on all of it, right? No. The, the big burrata is just enough for half a pizza. So then what do they put on the big pizza? Like, just a full-size pizza? With well, you can no, you can still get a small burrata for a regular size pizza, but in terms of like slice coverage, oh, okay, it, it's very very minimal. But if you get the big burrata, you can actually spread it and get you know coverage over every slice of the burrata half of the pizza. <laughs> it's a, it's a science, I tell you. Um, but yeah, pizza for peas. Yeah. yeah, my mom took all my <laughs> my pizza. I was like, I told you. And pizza for yeah. peas is everywhere. Here, there's like there's a few two in locations. Saigon. Yeah, there's what? Oh no, there's three D1. locations here. There's one in D two, two or three in D one. Yeah, and then there's D seven, D three, and then one up in Hanoi as well. And Da Nang. And Da Nang. 
And supposedly they're opening one in Bangkok. And another one in Bangkok. So for supposedly. those of you that are coming here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got to try Pizza for Peace. Um, Burrata Parma Ham. Uh, what else? That's what I normally get. Yeah? Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I haven't. App- the appetizers are really good. Appetizer? Yeah. I've, I, I don't do much with the appetizers, but... What? I like the appetizers. Um, Sohan always gets that mashed potato and I don't know. It's like mashed potato and there's, you dip the bread <laughs> stick. It's mashed potato. It's really good. Anything <laughs> mashed potatoes, anything potatoes. That is true. Okay. So that's uh, delicious. Again, pizza for peace <laughs> all over Vietnam and in Thailand, apparently get the burrata parma ham. Uh, also, I'm going to give a shout out to the chicken teriyaki. <laughs> which is really good i've never actually had chicken teriyaki there we can go later if you want <laughs> so <laughs> we can uh chicken teriyaki and the potato mashed potato appetizer thing just everything everything's good there it's never oh and the dessert pizza i've never had the dessert pizza we can get it later if you want. <laughs> but then again i'm not much of a dessert person no, oh, th- this will turn you into a dessert Are you person. Sure? Yeah, yeah, it's Nutella with like what? On, on a pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on pizza dough. Sorry, not on like mm. not it like with a crepe. Sauce. Is it like a roti? Yeah, but pizza. I, it sounds that. weird. I know, but it, it does sound weird. It's I don't as know. it's <laughs> as good as it sounds. I promise. Um, I do like Nutella though? Do you have bread <laughs> in your room? <laughs> No, sorry. So for those of you listening, also, if you're a new teacher, Jean, would you recommend keeping food in your room? Yes. Yeah. Do you and get a refrigerator. I really need one. Do you have one in your room? No. Can I steal your kettle though? Of course. <laughs> Can yeah. I and your toaster? And the toaster. Yes. Yeah. So for for those <laughs> of you who are coming to CIS or if you are going to be teaching here, yeah, I, I would recommend having maybe a toaster and a kettle in your room. Yeah, a few Not teachers have food. refrigerators. Yeah, a couple of teachers have yeah. small small fridges for like drinks and like if you get a loaf of bread, you can't finish it in a day. then uh, you've got a place to store it but having something like a toaster um, is always good if you're in a rush and sometimes i have hungry students yeah sometimes my students ask me for snacks i'm like no i don't have any chocolate (laughs) for you but i'm hungry i'm like well (laughs) will chocolate be the craving or mr joe has snacks in his room why don't you go ask him yeah oh no mr joe (laughs) (laughs) he always has snacks for everyone i know that's why i'm always in your room (laughs) <laughs> only reason why so we've been on food for a bit because um, <laughs> food is good food is good and that brings me <laughs> to my next question which is do you have any preference for vietnamese food like is, there, is anything like has anything been a standout favorite for you so far i really like bonnies and i also i don't know it's just i don't know how to explain i, I would describe it as for me it's the ideal sandwich it's like on a French baguette, and it's like Subway, but on better bread. If you like bread, better overall. Just better overall, yeah. yeah. I mean, Subway here has like. There's a Subway here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's one at RMIT, and there's really? one in District One. I know there's a McDonald's, obviously, <laughs> the McDonald's, but any other fast food place, I don't really care for. No, oh, okay. Yeah, so the banh mi's are good, and they're cheap. Yeah, they are. They're so cheap. So how much do you pay for yours? 20,000. And they're pretty fairly sized, right? 
yeah, that fills me up. My mom and I actually had bought two each the one time. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're not going to finish that. And I'm like, oh, you wait, mother. And then she ate two <laughs> in one sitting. But we were really hungry. If I could eat them every day, I would totally eat them every day. Do they, they- even serve bonmis here at the cup? Uh, some t- I know they serve them for snacks sometimes, but they're like the small, thin ones. I've never seen them. Yeah, they're tiny. Now I yeah. want to bond me. Well, you can get one later after <laughs> Pizza for Peace. I also like pho. Oh, man. I Who doesn't? Like... If if you don't like pho, yeah. you just haven't tried the right pho yet. And I like, I don't know, there's different foods that I've tried and I don't know what they're called. Like there was one in, what's the one in Hoi An, that dish? specifically for uh, so that's super good and then what's the one with like the vermicelli and then is it vermicelli like the noodles <laughs> and then there's like spring rolls and the pork and then you drizzle fish sauce but it's i don't like fish sauce but that one's really good i don't know what that's called uh buntit nung again okay, if you're a vietnamese speaker <laughs> i'm so sorry I, i'm pretty sure i butchered that uh, um, those are definitely staple foods to try while you're here too so again any teachers who are coming in buntit nung and Which one is that one? Blinted. The one with oh, the, the vermicelli and the... Yeah, all the other stuff on top of it. So yeah, good. Yeah, that one's really good. I really like the one from filling. Vegan Garden, too. They have that. That's what I usually order. Vegan Garden. Would you get... Would I recommend should, it? Yeah, would you recommend them? For people who like vegan food? Yeah. I mean, even if you don't... or Even if you don't? Yeah, if, if you're not actively seeking out yeah. vegan food, that's still a pretty good place to go. I mean, I think it's really cool that they can create, like, Vietnamese dishes using vegan ingredients that is true right their vegan bun is delicious yeah it is i like their burgers <laughs> see everything on that menu is delicious it's so good they used to have um ice cream do you know that no they used to have ice cream they don't have it anymore see that's the only dessert i actually really liked oh it's really really good their vegan ice cream they had an avocado yeah like a coconut they don't have it anymore oh probably because it took too long to make that's the only know. downside. So if you do go to Vegan Garden, uh, you know, any visitors <laughs> or incoming teachers, uh, give it some time for the order to go through because they do make the food fresh as you order it, which does end up resulting in food taking a while. So make sure you've got some time if you order there. Can we go get Vegan Garden tonight too? Yes. After Pizza for Peace and after, after the bun meat place. <laughs> um, Who am I going to go out and eat with now on the fly? I know Mary and Albert said they would. Yeah. They're, they're always <laughs> Shout out to Miss Mary and Mr. Albert for always being up to get food, whether it's from a, a restaurant or the best convenience store in the world. Family Mart. Family Mart. Mart. Oh, so good. Did you see his uh, photo? He was able to unwrap. <laughs> <So> <laughs> for any teachers who are coming here next year, um, one of the best things you can do is ask or challenge Mr. Albert <laughs> to unwrapping an onigiri rice ball See, from Family I Mart. I can't do it. Yeah, neither of you can. But it, it, now he can. He I made so much, like, he was making fun of me and took a video of me, like, trying to take <laughs> it apart. Yeah, he couldn't even do it himself. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like... Now he can. No, he can't. That was a fake video. Guaranteed. <laughs> he found that photo on uh, uh, Instagram. <laughs> Okay, so we've talked quite a bit about food. I think that was like our longest question. Let's take this to our last question now. If you were an Avenger, who would you be? I would be Shrek. <laughs> You'd be Shrek? But why Shrek? Of all the Avengers, why Shrek? Shrek isn't an Avenger. I know, he's not. <laughs> are you, but are you sure? Isn't he that green? Yeah. <laughs> he's that green guy. He's that green guy or green girl. 
<laughs> um, I would be Shrek because he's voiced by Mike Myers. Is he your like role model? And Mike Myers is hilarious. <laughs> Does he inspire you? Mike Myers or Shrek? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yes and yes. So that was my answer, Shrek. <laughs> if you were an Avenger? But if you were an Avenger, <laughs> who would you be? I don't know. Like, we were going through this before. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't want to be Captain America. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be Tony Stark. I don't think I'd be any of the male Avengers. Probably female. I think I would choose either Black Widow or the General for, from Black Panther. Oh, good choice. Because I think they just have, like I said before, like, having superpowers. If you don't have them, if you're stripped away of mm-hmm. your powers, you're kind of useless. Right. So I feel like I'd rather have a skill set that I can use regardless and be able to fight. Like, you know, in Infinity yeah, War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was those two, and then Wanda comes in and... Does her magic thing. Does her magic. But before, like, Wanda got hit, she was just on the floor, and then those two were just fighting with yeah. that bad person using then, their skills. And then she doesn't even show up to save Vision. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a spoiler to anyone who, who hasn't, hasn't seen, seen Infinity War. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. But it is a good movie. And if you are planning on watching Endgame, I definitely do recommend <laughs> watching Infinity Wars, or else you're going to be clueless when you watch Endgame. Sorry for the spoiler, but. <laughs> yeah. Oops. There wasn't a spoiler. Um, yeah, for those who haven't seen Infinity Wars. Wars. But I feel like if you haven't watched Infinity Wars at this point, you don't care that much about Endgame. You know, Endgame. Yeah. Which is fair. You know, it can be an acquired taste. I think that concludes our interview. Any final thoughts? This is cool. It is cool. Are you going to do this <laughs> next year? I am going to do it. I'm going to continue it. And for those of you that are listening, there are some cool surprises and there might be a second show in the works. Um, in addition to this, so stay tuned for that. But Jean, thank you, um, thank you for coming in to do this interview. Thank you, Tito Joe. Uh, so for those of you who don't speak Tagalog, uh, Tito is Tagalog for Uncle for Uncle. So yeah, thank you, niece, for <laughs> for coming Pamunkin. in to Pamunkin for doing this interview. Um, no problem. This has been another episode of That High School Life. My name's Joe, and thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Be sure to tune in to the next episode, where I'll have a few announcements about changes for the upcoming year, and possibly an announcement for a new project that's in the works. Thanks for listening, and again, my name is Joe Takar, and until next time, have a good one.